G'day, Detour family. Welcome back. Another edition of the Detour podcast. We're live again from the Vuelta after another epic stage number nine. Joined, as always, four-time national road champion, Johnny Trevorrow. Couldn't get to the finish, but he delegates very well, folks. <laughs> and he still managed to get a few post-race interviews through. But uh, if he, on paper, going into stage nine, it was going to be an epic day, particularly that final climb that we said, uh, on yesterday's show that just looked like a brick wall. Um, you were very confident that uh, Simon Yates was going to put up a good show. He was your tip for the stage. And then you flipped it at the last minute and said, nah, I'm going with Remco. Uh, but there was a few surprise packets on the day, mate. Yeah, well, Remco uh, hasn't won a stage yet, has he? But uh, he's, you can see he's no, the best bike right here. <laughs> and uh, no, he, he, he was, he, he's going to win this bike race, I can tell you now. There's no one going to get anywhere near him. He was just amazing. But it was good to see uh, little Louis uh, uh, Menchez, um, the South African. I mean, it's hard to believe that he's never won a, 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 a yeah. grand to a stage because he's been around for so long. He ran second to both the Yateses when they won their white jersey. When Adam and Simon won the white jersey, he ran second uh, both both years to, to them in that uh, great competition. And it normally means the star of the future. And he's been very good, but hasn't been able to, to. But today, when that break got clear and they got a few minutes up the road, I said to Vazzy, I said, He'll win this. They're going to stay away, mate. He'll win this. I did. You yeah, say I the did. same thing every show. Whenever there's a winner, you always go, mate, 50K to go, I said he'd win this. Well, that's exactly what I did. Uh, because yeah. he was easily the best climber in that group. And it was a really strong group. So the, there was no interest to, 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 to bring them back. There was no one there in any danger. So they rode solid. But in the end, they probably should have ridden a fraction harder earlier. And Remco would have won his stage because he – Flew home, but um, I tell He's you, only who the was. second ever South African to win a for Walter stage. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Who's the un- who's the winner before that? Is Daryl's? No, not Daryl. No, because no. Um, maybe Chris Froome, but is he wasn't classified no, as South African back then? Well, I don't know the answer. That's why I was asking you. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. There you go. Well, well, at least we're consistent on this show. I'll tell you who was very impressive. The young Spaniard, uh, Juan uh, Ayuso. He finished finished sixth. He's only 19. He's the youngest bike rider in this bike race. And he's 19. Well, it's no surprise UAE have signed him up. Yeah, and, and he, he, he almost uh, held Remco. I mean, he only what, 134. He was only 30 seconds down on Remco, who was stomping. Um, you know, Roglic has lost nearly another minute. Yates, he was look, only you know, 16 10, to 30th seconds. on the stages right. if you watch it on YouTube. But, you know, Jai, Jai, Jai Hindley uh, uh, dropped. He lost another couple of minutes. Same with Ben O'Connor. Uh, uh, so their, you know, their chances of... Uh, uh, of winning this uh, uh, Vuelta are gone. Here's the GC uh, standings at the moment. Yeah. You can read through those, if you, the, the ones that stand well, out. Remco Evanapol is, uh, you know, now uh, 1 minute 12 ahead of uh, Enric Mass, who's really putting up a great ride. Uh, can't 
hand, can't stay with uh, Ribko, but he's you know the next best. Primoz now one minute fifty three. Uh, Carlos Rodriguez, little Colombian with Ineos, is at two thirty three. This superstar nineteen. Juan Ayuso, riding for UAE, is at 2.36. Yatesy is at 3.08 and sixth. Uh, Almeida, the Portuguese, uh, UAE at 4.32. And uh, this youngster, Ayuso, says that uh, um, Rodriguez is still the the uh, um, the man. Um, uh, so Almeida is still is, is still the, the main man, uh, but. Uh, because he doesn't know how far he'll go. He's only 19. Uh, mm. Jai Hindley is ninth at 536. Uh, Sivakov, uh, you know, Ineos Russian, uh, French Russian, whatever is a mixture, is 539. Um, ben O'Connor is 13th at 553. Valverde at 553. So, yeah, and, and I'll tell you who was really the smart ride today was Jay Vine. You know, if it had been a race for the for the stage, he might have given himself a test with, with Ripka up the hill. But once they knew that, that break was going to stay clear and they weren't racing for the stage, Jay just let him ride away and, and, and finished, uh, um, what did he finish, 14 minutes down or, or, or 30 minutes down on, on Ripka. Just let them go. So he's now, you know, 30th at 19 minutes, which is great. Now, because he can get in breakaways without them worrying about him so much because he wants that uh, polka dot climbers jersey, which he'll get. And his teammate uh, did a great job today, uh, Rob Stannard. He got into the break and took all the points to make sure uh, that, that uh, uh, no one was sort of moving in on, uh, on Jay's lead. And now he's now running second in, in the polka dot competition, <laughs> which is uh, – we'll get it. We'll have a chat to him on uh, uh, on Tuesday morning at the start. L- live comment from Sam Bewley says, Hunter, Robbie Hunter. And then ah, he says – Robbie Hunter. Then he yes. says, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah, could be right, Bills. And then yeah, I said, bugger it, Bills, you just want to come on the show. <laughs> Hey! Hey, Bills. How are you, mate? Caught me off guard. Lying on the couch. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Robbie Hunter, he, you reckon he was the first guy to win over Wales' stage? I reckon Hunter's won one. I don't. I don't think Imps has won one. So I reckon uh, it's Hunter. No, no, no. He hasn't. I, I realised when I said it because uh, he hasn't ridden many, uh, many Vuelta's uh, either. So, no. but H- um, how are you enjoying the Vuelta, Bills? been a good race um it's i actually missed a bit of it today because i was playing golf it's my newfound <laughs> hobby um with those clubs that you stole of mine yeah well you gave them to me there didn't you that's right <laughs> no it's been a good welter it's been bloody good yeah like i just caught the start of the show if you were saying that remco is going to be hard to beat i mean today i was while i was playing golf we were talking about remco actually with cam meyer and i said oh i still think you know, as he proven over three weeks, the way he's riding is in some ways a little bit reckless. Is he going to go the three weeks? But, I mean, all evidence shows that he's going to. Um, and I think that once the time trial's over uh, on Tuesday night, he'll take a good look at the GC and say, look, I'm probably two and a half minutes in front of the second place right at this stage. And, um, you know, if he was a smart bike rider at that point, he'd start to ride a bit more defensively. He doesn't need to go you know, ride 6.8 watts, watts per kilo from the bottom of the climb to the top of the climb at the end of every stage, uh, just ride a bit more defensively, and I think that'd be hard to beat. 
if he yeah. does win the Vuelta and wins, you know, comfortably, how good is the future of cycling for these young GC battles coming up? I mean, you're timing your run perfectly. Retiring at the end of the year, you're probably going to media. Jeez, you've got five, ten years of just classic commentary. There's going to be some battles, isn't there? I mean, like, it's, it's, it's the classic thing. Like, I remember when when Bernal won the Tour de France in 2019, I think it was, yeah. um, and everyone 21. thought, oh, and, and I mean, I, I was one of the guys that said, oh, he's going to win as many Tour de France as he wants, this guy. You know, he's 21 years old. He's already won the Tour de France. He's going to win five, six tours. And then he hasn't won another one since. Pogacar's come along and done done two, and then you go, oh, Pogacar's going to win as many Tour de France as he wants. Now, Vingegaard's beat him. He's also young. Uh, you know, Remco's looking like a, a good shot at winning this year's Welter. Um, there's going to be, you know, we're looking, staring at the barrel of six or seven years of guys that are like at the start of their careers or winning, already winning the Grand Tours. At, at, at a certain point, they're all going to line up to give it a Tour de France, and it could be exactly right. for, the, for the history books. It, it, it feels like yeah. cycling's getting what tennis had, you know, mm. when you had those superstars at the top, your Federer's. Um, Djokovic, uh, Rafael Nadal, you know, all these hitters that have just been doing it for 10, 15 years. Yeah, we, we, we're definitely heading into this era of, um, I guess, a golden era of cycling where GC battles are just going to be what, I mean, at, at least in my generation that we've never seen, you know, like maybe we saw it in the, in the late 80s a little bit with like Hino and Le Monde going toe-to-toe and things like that, but you know, we're going to have guys like four or five bike riders line up at Tour de France in the in the coming years, going pick a winner. Good luck. You know, yeah. it's good for the bookmakers. What uh, you Johnny? Mm. Well, this uh, Juan Ayuso, the young nineteen-year-old Spaniard. I mean, he's just amazing. You know, mm. he's just just a kid, and and to, to watch him today on the, one of the toughest climbs you'd ever see, uh, almost matching uh, Remco, you know, it, yeah, sensational. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's, it's always interesting, like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't long ago that you'd say, oh, a 19-year-old shouldn't even be at a Grand Tour, you know, like people would... <laughs> People weren't signing pro in the 19 to start with, but people were signing pros, 22-year-olds, and that was young, and it was like, oh, let's give them a year or maybe two years yeah. before we give them a grand tour because they're not ready for it yet. Oh, and now they're going, let's take this 19-year-old and see if he can finish on the podium. <laughs> um, so it's, it's definitely a different, a different generation and different era of cycling, but bloody hell, it's good to watch. Sensational. Well, I see, uh, I see you... Wout. I see Wout won uh, in Bhutan today. Cleaned him up. So, yeah, what, a, what, what a battle they're going to have uh, at, at the Wollongong Wheels with uh, who's going to be in charge, Vinopol or, or Wout? I mean, uh, mm-hmm. either one could win it. Yeah, that's right. And I'm sure there'll be. Hopefully, hopefully they've, they've buried buried the hatchet on last year's Worlds. Um, <laughs> I doubt and, it. And they're going to. I doubt yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, Jamesy. <laughs> I think it's going to be every man for himself. Like this yeah. notion of like it's a team. It's like nah, you've got two guys that could win it. Just enjoy the ride. They're not working mm. together. <laughs> We're staying in this amazing uh, hotel in uh, Alicante, and uh, FDJ and Quickstep are here. Uh, staggering uh, down the water, and uh, I'm going to try and get Remco, uh, sneak up to him, tell him uh, I'm from Australia, and, and get him talking about uh, Wollongong. And I'm 
run run the uh, run the tape with him and see if I can get him to uh, uh, talk about uh, what's going to happen at the Worlds. Yeah. You should poke the bear and just say, yeah. I'm going, exactly. this on the detour exactly. and we don't reckon you guys are going to work together. <laughs> exactly. And then double down and when you talk to Jay Biden, ask him about the contract again. Just say how much cash have you got on your contract for those I, two I, I found a lot of – he just signed two years. Um, they signed him up two, for two years after about 10 weeks. They they saw how good he, he was. After 10 weeks with them, they signed him up for two more years. Oh, so when he first signed, they signed him. So this was yeah. last year. Yeah, they've already signed oh, well, him for two been, more years. Well, he's been shortchanged. He needs to renegotiate and say, well, right. if you don't, sure he will. I'm, sure I'm he walking. Will. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick drinks break when we come back. Jeez, what do we do if we've got 23 minutes of interviews? Well, now that we've got fuels get... on, some of them have been redundant. Come on, <laughs> whack them on. Right, I'll do the drinks break first. Enjoy, thanks. Look at this bike. You think it's just a bike, right? But it's not. <clears throat> it's a bike. 374 people are looking at. This guy, this girl, them, all looking at it. People from here, there, and wherever this is. People that are looking for a bike. Or just a piece of it. Amateurs. Semi-amateurs. And pro-amateurs. This guy wants this bike, but with this crank. And these bars. This could be the perfect match. But not this one. This girl has a bike to sell. And thousands of people might purchase it. Eyes on bikes help grow small businesses. His. Hers. Yours. And the latest data and insights help those businesses keep moving. We are the world's number one bike marketplace with over 500,000 products and 900 brands where buyers and sellers are brought together in a place where a bike is never just a bike. Bike Exchange, where the world buys, sells, learns and rides. Uh, thanks again to our great mates at Bike Exchange. Head over to bikeexchange.com.au. You need a road bike, mountain bike, e-bike, and there's a sale on the moment on gravel bikes. So no excuses, Johnny. Best price, and you'll be supporting your local dealers. Yes, support the company that supports uh, Australian cycling, Bike Exchange. Exactly right, mate. All right. Well, uh, as we said, you did a lot of pre-race interviews, so here's the first batch of grabs you got before the start. Okay. Well, we're getting into the really tough stuff. Uh, so, uh, Gene Bates, it's an important stage for you guys. This is the stage where Simon, uh, you know, creamed them in 2018 and virtually won uh, the Vuelta from that. Yeah, it certainly went a long way to setting his uh, Vuelta victory up the last time we were here. Um, bit different circumstances this time. We're only stage nine now. It is an important stage, definitely, going to the rest day and then uh, into the time trial on Tuesday. So we've uh, pinpointed this one as something we, we want to go after. Um, but also, bearing in mind, it's still a long way to Madrid, and yeah, we're, we're looking at uh, a long game plan. So it's a brutal finish, uh, and you know it well. Um, what would the plan be about letting a bike go up the road? Don't worry about trying to contain it yourself or leave that to others. No, look, I think there's uh, plenty of others uh, that'll be interested in, in making sure it comes back for the stage result. Uh, we're, we're not too concerned about having to ride to bring it back there. Um, I think we're just looking to take back little bits of time now and try and decrease that deficit that Simon's got to Evanapol. I know we're going to rest day in between, but I'm really looking forward to the time trial because the 
Simon has become a, you know, a, a wisdom doctor. It used to be a challenge for him, but after this year now, we know that uh, you know, he could even win it. Yeah, look, he's grown a lot in confidence, uh, particularly this year. He's got, um, yeah, we've, we've put a lot of investment into the, the time trial work with equipment, with, uh, with one wind tunnel, with positioning, all that, and that, that all makes a big difference. So I think we can go into Tuesday's stage com- quietly, confidently. Um, and see how that plays out. But, yeah, knowing that Evan Apol and Roger Nick are also very strong in that discipline on that kind of course. Harry Sweeney, um, we're getting closer to the halfway point in this Vuelta uh, uh, and it's starting to heat up. How are you feeling? I'm feeling really good, actually. Yesterday was the first day that I legitimately felt good on the bike, this tour, which has been pretty nice. Uh, um, yeah, I'm, I, I don't actually tend to react very well to rest days, so having three rest days in a Grand Tour is not really something that I enjoy or like. I think I'd prefer it with only two, to be honest, but no, I, I actually had a lot of fun yesterday. I uh, had a bit of a crack at the start in the breakaway, and then it was probably one of the most enjoyable uphill finishes I've ever done, I think. Like, the crowds in Spain are just absolutely unreal, nice scenery, not too hot. And the climb actually went pretty fast, so I, I had a really fun day yesterday. Well, you're one of the few people I've heard say it was a fun day, but that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just a good legs, but yeah, there's some days that you have on the bike are shocking, and then some days actually really nice, and yesterday was one of them. Now, you were really strong in the breakaway the other day. It didn't turn out at the finish how you wanted. Um, but just take us through that day, because it was a really good breakaway. Yeah, it was a really good break. Um, uh, yeah, I got in at the start. Um, yeah, I, I honestly didn't really have very good legs and I suffered pretty much the whole day start to finish and then I was sort of banking that I might be able to still knock out a decent sprint and I came in really good position but as soon as I went to come around, I, yeah, I pretty much just leg locked some. But yeah, it is what it is and uh, yeah, I'm hoping for a few more opportunities like that and I probably won't rely on my sprint again. <laughs> So that's what I was going to ask you. What days have you got earmarked coming up? I've got a few. I'm going to have a crack again today. I think uh, depending on the group, but I, if I have good legs like yesterday, I think that I can have a shot uh, in the final depending on who's in the group. Um, and then as for that, I'll have a bit of a good crack at the TT. I think a bit of a hit out after the rest day and then... Uh, I think the day after that's a sprint, so the, the next opportunity won't be for a little while. So I've got almost three easy days now coming up. Good luck, mate. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Yeah. Yeah, morning, Ben. Uh, tell us about your day in the office yesterday. It was really tough for the morning. Yeah, it was actually okay. It was quite well controlled by quick step. And um, on the final climb, it was really hard, obviously. Very regular. I actually felt really good personally until I didn't, so I was a bit frustrated yesterday because uh, I think I should have done better. So what was the issue? You were right there up to about 4K. <laughs> I mean, when your legs blow, they blow. I mean, there's no other real other issue, you know. It's not like uh, the engine stops or whatever. It's just, yeah, that's just how it was. So, yeah, a bit frustrating, but in the end, it is still only stage eight. And then you have today, and then we have lots and lots of other stages, so you just have to keep hope. Today is a similar finale. You've got the big kilometre finish, maybe even uh, uh, steeper. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to fight going into the climb because it's not crazy hard before. So it's going to be pretty on to try and get the position at the bottom of the climb because it's really, really spicy going into the final climb. And plan A for you today? 
I mean, plan A is just to get to the bottom of the climb at the front, and then afterwards it's pretty simple. You just uh, ride more or less the pace that you can on a climb as steep as today. And I think there was a, a general consensus that you had to come into the Zalta really hot because the first week was pretty thick. And um, has it sort of lived up to that expectation? Did you have that expectation? Yeah, that's definitely right. <laughs> that's what it feels like so far because the gaps are already kind of fairly large. But to be honest, I'm just going to keep hope that after not finishing the tour, that I'm also quite fresh because on Hazianas in Sierra Nevada, I mean, if you blow there, you're going to lose minutes on that on that road, on that climb, especially if you're by yourself. Um, so I think in the end, still you have to have to have the freshness in the final week because anything can happen. I remember Dubalan in uh, the final stage. I think when Aru won La Volta, I can't actually remember who won, but uh, I remember Tom just absolutely blew. Um, he lost the red jersey, and I don't think he's going to be the only one that's, that that's going to happen to. You know, there's still a long way to come. We see, we see this phenomenon in the Vuelta where we often get a guy like Michael Storer last year, Jay this year, yeah. even Ben King a few years ago. It's, it's clear that if you've got really amazing form, there are a lot of tired guys in the peloton, and you can just win and keep winning. I mean, would you, would you agree with that? There are a lot of guys there that aren't that fresh. Yeah, I mean, the stage is also conducive for allowing that, I think. I remember the Giro a couple of years ago, even for me, where I was in a breakaway three days in a row, second, first, and then I was way on Stelvio solo, but they were all like more or less uphill starts. So if you have the legs, you can get into it. Well, I think, for example, you look at the tour this year, they were very flat, all the starts before the mountains, so it was always just really, really difficult to make the break. So I think that, that really changes the dynamic for making a breakaway, if that's your objective. <laughs> Morning, Joe. Well, we're getting into the serious part of the race now. Pretty hard day yesterday. How are you feeling? Oh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty tight. It's been a, uh, actually a really solid first week. Um, yeah, especially, you know, yesterday and, uh, yeah, actually also those days in Holland were pretty solid as well. So, yeah, yesterday was a really hard finish, but, uh, yeah, man, lost a bit of time, but it's like that. So, yeah. Did my best, but uh, yeah, I was suffering like a pig out there, but it's all good. <laughs> suffering like a pig, it's a hard one. But you, you weren't that far off. I mean, today is a similar finish, uh, even harder, what, uh, even steeper. What, what's your plans? Yeah, I mean, uh, I did this finish, I remember from 2018, when Yates were on the stage, it was really hard. Uh, so yeah, I know it a bit, and I think it's going to be a super tough day, also before the final climb, so... Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, hopefully the legs are a bit, a bit better than yesterday, but uh, yeah, it's just like the Vuelta, you know. It's uh, it's like a real roller coaster. So hopefully the legs are a bit better. Joe, do you feel that you're not you're not quite where you want to be or you could be yet? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think I yeah, have the form of the Giro, you could say, but I mean, I don't think it's too bad either, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the top four guys are really, like, uh, going super strong. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I can uh, find the legs a bit in the last half of the race. There's the first batch of pre-race interviews. What are the takeaways from there, Bules? Any nuggets that you can extract or look like you're nodding off? <laughs> <laughs> 
I actually left the room, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like no. well, we've got another batch of pre-race interviews. I said to Ify, oh, mate, do we just ditch those and go to the post-race? He goes, nah, run them. We're not doing a body tomorrow. All right, I'll so, pay attention. All right, pay attention. Is uh, I think Jay Vine's in here, so here's the second batch of pre-race interviews. Lucas, I'm going well. We've been trying to get you for a couple of days. We've finally got you. That's right. Uh, now, you were in the move yesterday. You, you looked very comfortable. Um, take us through it. What happened? Yeah, I think yesterday was a good day. To uh, It was quite a hard start, so it suits me a little bit more to get into the into the move. To be honest, it wasn't originally the plan, but I didn't feel great at the start, so I sort of made the decision myself to try and get up the road, and then uh, it was all about just trying to help Simon late in the on that final climb. Um so, yeah, it worked out quite well in the end. So how did you feel yourself uh, on the climb? Yeah, to be honest, yesterday was probably one of my better days. I've been actually struggling this, this first week. Um, the form was good coming in, but I've sort of just, yeah, I'm not sure. There's just been a few issues here and there, so I've sort of just been battling. But it was good to, you know, yesterday feel a little bit better and, and be a bit more part of the race. Now, what's the plan for that today? Of course, today, the stage finish is where Simon... Had that great win in 2018 and virtually won uh, the Velocity from that. So what's the plan of that for today? Yeah, I think uh, that, that final climb today is just so steep that it's it's pretty much just lots of big kilos. So it's, it suits Simon. Um, I think I think it will come down to that final climb today. I think it will be raced from the peloton. Um, but yeah, our plan is to try and deliver him. It's quite a technical hard run-in to that climb, so we'll try and deliver him as far forward as possible. Good luck today, mate. How are you, mate? Well, how are we today? We're get our daily update. Um, firstly, big day in the office yesterday. Uh, have you slept well and recovered? Slept well, mate, but uh, I'm still buckled, and uh, it doesn't ease up at all today. Uh, that last climb looks pretty savage. But, uh, yeah, look, I think this is probably the hardest week we've got at the Volter days in a row. Um, We'll see how we go today. We uh, yeah, we need to claw some time back, don't we? So, what's the plan of attack for the day's stage for, for any of us? Look, I think we've got to make sure it's a small break and control it. Um, I don't think anyone's going to let Jay have a go on a breakaway anymore. I think he's shown he's too strong for that. Um, so yeah, we're, we're hoping for a small break. Um, and that last climb, look, I think it's just if you got legs, you got legs. Uh, there's no draft just sitting on the wheels, so. We'll try to get our boys up there on the climb and lead him into a, a good position at the start of the berg. And look, if they can go by themselves, they'll go at the end. Um, there's no benefit of sitting on the wheel at 20%. So I think man versus man. And so looking forward to the rest day tomorrow. Very much so, mate. I uh, don't even know if I'll get on my bike. I just want to sleep and stay in bed all day. Good luck, mate. Thanks, mate. Are you aware now that that is going to come with expectation and pressure and people are going to start asking questions and saying Jay Vine should be a GC rider, he should be targeted in these guns to us? Um, yeah, I guess, but like, as my sports director said, who remembers 7th on GC in stage in, in 2013 at Tour France? Like, but you've always had that photo of you crossing the line as a stage winner. So that, that was always my first goal, like from it, from the start. I mean, we started with a team time trial in, in the Netherlands. We were never going to be competitive for that. You have to be competitive for that. Like, Ineos spends millions to 
get their team ready for that and they still lost 13 seconds or something like that. So you have to, the margins are so fine to go for GC right from the start. It, it's just wasn't feasible. So we, we came here for the goal of the stage win and this as, a, as an option at the end. Do we maybe have to repackage what we view as success then? Because we genuinely view a good climb as a GC rider. Do we maybe have to repackage and say actually winning multiple stages is, is better? And yeah, it's just better. Do we have to sort of rephrase how we, how we view that? Well, I think it's interesting because like, I think at heart, most riders would think that and I personally think that, yeah, top 10 in GC, you're going really, really well, but no one else does. Maybe in the moment, maybe in the week after the tour, but two months later, no one, no one cares. So it's, yeah, I think you obviously get paid the big bucks for, for being a GC rider, but it's a lot of stress for 3,400 kilometers and... Yeah, I think I, I, I'm like yesterday. I wouldn't have been able to have yesterday if I was racing for GC, and yesterday was just a blast. So, yeah, I wouldn't trade that. That was actually quite a beautiful thing what you said yesterday that you just had fun on your bike. Just kind of talk about that because I don't think we, we hear bike riders talk about that enough. I mean, when I go on my bike, I, I, have, a, I, have, a, I have a load of fun, but we don't hear bike riders talk about that enough. What did it mean to you to be going fast on the descent and then going fast on the hill? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, like, yeah, the, the the weather was great. The fans were great. I actually got to have fans on the finishing line this time. <laughs> the the weather sort of stayed away, and yeah, it was just fun all day. Like the the valleys were really fast. I was ripping it with a freaking X World champion. Um, that was awesome. It was absolutely fantastic. I loved every minute of it. And then obviously you, you want more stage wins in these next two weeks. But does that mean you will lose more time on GC? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think I'm going to have to lose more time. I think. As we saw yesterday with Padun at three minutes, they did not. They, they, they chased him down before me and Soleil got away. I don't think they're going to let me get any closer on GC, which is fair enough. Yeah, and one final thing, that's a good time I've said this. <laughs> Have you already looked at the road book in the next two weeks and said, right, stage 14, that's what we're on, stage 17? I've definitely looked at the road book and marked out all my, my points for the next, well, for the whole race. But, um, the mountain points. The mountain points, yep. Yeah, I did that before the race actually started. But, yeah, we're taking this day by day. So, the next, well, today's the day, and then we'll look at the time trial and then uh, the sprint for Tim on stage 11. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Keep going it's a shame. Dave Vine, there is a magnificent expression, living the dream. You're living the dream. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think I am, that's for sure. Yeah. Tell us, yeah, two stage wins, what does it with human no, I was starting to waffle. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I actually interviewed him first, and uh, it looks like Vazzy chopped my interview out and put the other one in. Ooh, I've got him ooh. sitting here trying to, he, he doesn't believe he did that. He, re he did. He definitely <laughs> did. That's why I messaged on the WhatsApp going, what's going on here? How'd this bloke chop you off? You're from Australia. You should have first crack at him. Uh, and well, you did. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Vazzy um, got me. We've got a live comment. And it's from Anne Daly. She says, you say Jay, it's not Jai, uh, could be shortchanged. I bet his bonus payments for stage wins are sweet. And a Jersey win bonus. Uh, how do contracts work generally, Bills? Do you have it written in there if you win a stage of a Grand Tour, you get X? 
if you get a jersey, you get X, or does it depend on the rider and situation? Yeah, I mean, it's all negotiated individually. Um, but generally, yeah, I guess, and a simple, a simple answer is yes, most, most bike riders would have a, a bonus clause in there, um, especially a bike rider that's capable and knows he's capable of winning stages at Grand Tours. Then, you know, a good manager would negotiate the base, the base salary and then, and then negotiate um, a bonus clause, you know, whatever it could be. It could be anywhere from 10,000 to 50,000 euros for a, for a stage win at a Grand Tour. Um, but I'd say, yeah, I mean, who knows? Everyone's contracts are different and everybody negotiates, negotiates them differently. But um, in general, I think it's pretty blanket that a lot of bike riders, especially winning bike riders, would have bonus clauses in there. It's funny how you see some bike riders in contract year just have their best year of like a three-year block. Obviously, mm. when it comes down to the old cashola, there's always that extra bit of motivation. Anyway, <laughs> what do you reckon, John? I think, I think uh, his uh, value's just gone at, at an extra zero on the end for Jay Vine because you know, what he's just produced has been amazing. I mean, the second win was good, but that first win, when you got Remco... On the on the charge, putting time into Primoz, and he's what twenty seconds behind him for five k and couldn't catch him. That was staggering, absolutely I, staggering. I don't know why he sat up today, honestly. Like I know he he's there. That was the plan to go to the Vuelta to win stages. He's won two already, and yeah. like he's arguably the best climber in the bike race, if not. If he's not the best, he's certainly the second best. Like that stage, like you say, if he did, he won the first stage he won when he was just held Remco the whole way. He climbed as fast as Remco climbed. And yep. um, and Remco's climbing so much faster than the rest of the GC guys. I know that he's five minutes down or whatever going into the stage on GC, but he was still, and I reckon he was still in a position to climb from the peloton and climb, climb his way into the podium. Um, I, I don't know, like... Why? Okay, I've got two stage wins. Um, fuck this. Sorry. Um, I mean, on the social I always do that. I know you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if we can finish yeah, on the podium. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, yeah, he'd already made a decision that he wants the jersey and, and stages. He's not going for, for, for GC. He felt he was too far down anyway. He was six minutes down. Uh, and but also he, the pressure, it, you lock it in. You've locked yeah. in the GC, right. so yeah, then what's, said, the, what's the worst thing that happens? He he loses time one day, gets dropped, and loses fifteen minutes that day. Well, then go for stages after that. Okay, but he was once they got to just before the climb, and they were still five, four and a half minutes down. So the stage was not really on. In the end, Remco got within a minute and a half, but it was not a podium place on today's stage wasn't really there. So he thought, oh well, I might just let it go. No, I'm not talking about podium on the overall. He didn't no, need to I know what you were saying. Today. Stay with Probably. stay with Rimco, finish yeah. second from the peloton, take another minute out of the GC guys. Now you're only three minutes off. No, third it's because he does he doesn't have a bonus for finishing on the podium of the Grand Tour. That's why. <laughs> uh, Peter Rutherford says Jay told the cycling podcast he's on minimum wage plus bonuses. So if you're on minimum wage, surely the bonuses are fat because they're thinking, nah, he's not going to win a Grand Tour stage. He'll be up and about, but nah. So you could ride in 
whatever you want. And Carolyn Harbeck says, G'day from Longreach. G'day, Carolyn. Uh, all right, here's the post race interviews with Remco, Nepal, and Jay Vine after stage nine. When you ever finish like this, it's, uh, it's really hard. It's, uh, it was super warm, also, not an easy stage. Uh, a very hard week, everything is super intense racing. So, uh, also today, we really got attacked in, in the start, so it was not so nice to control the start. But in the end, uh, the perfect breakaway could go. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, what a day for us, uh, what a week. We, we had some bad news this morning with Peter uh, falling out, but I saw an amazing team today. I think uh, what the team showed today is uh, something that uh, all of you guys never expected from us. So I think that's an answer to everybody that, that we are a really strong team in the Grand Tour. What about the last climb? Really hard, right? Yeah, I said already, yes, it's really hard. Remco, with the way the team uh, rolled today and, and the way you rolled up the, the last climb, is there a little part of you that regrets that you didn't go for the stage? No, not at all. Uh, so you never know how the legs will be on the final climb. I mean, there are always like these 10 seconds bonifications and uh, Primoz is also a really strong tantralist, so uh, I didn't want to risk to, to lose time and even um, take more time with the bonifications. Uh, of course, it's a pity. Um, um, I think I was three times uh, the strongest climber, so then it's always a pity to not win a stage. Uh, but I have Tuesday to try. I'm gonna go full gas to take some more time again. That's uh, the only goal I have on Tuesday. But first, uh, let's enjoy the rest day. I think uh, the team receives a 10 out of 10 for uh, this week. I hope you guys uh, agree with me. Um, so yeah, I mean, the team, did, uh, the team was exceptional. I mean, it's uh, it's impressive what they, what they do for me. And uh, now we're gonna really enjoy the rest day in good weather. So maybe we can lay a bit on the beach and then uh, and then the other, the other guys can have a rest day again on Tuesday. But for me, it will be a, a very important day. Is becoming a team of boss Sorry? Ah, no, I don't do it because I have to be as high as possible for Tuesday. Reco, um, you're looking really strong. Uh, you could go all the way, really, with the red jersey, all the way to Madrid to win it. Uh, it's still early to, to make conclusions. I'm just going to do my best. First, I'm going to think about a stage win still. Uh, but to be in red, take time in red is, uh, is a dream coming true and it's just amazing. For so, yeah, we are all surprised to see the way you actually climb the stages. With so, I mean, it looks so easy, but it's difficult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's power to wait, I guess. Um, I've uh, yeah, worked really hard on making sure I'm as light and as lean as possible whilst maintaining power since the last Malta and um, yeah, doing it stably and not uh, going too light too quickly. Now, uh, people wonder how difficult it has been for you to go from virtual stages and races to real ones because it looks like you adapted very quickly. 
Um, I guess. I think I've only ever done three, three like virtual, proper virtual races. So, like, I've, I was, I've raced amateurs in Australia um, before, uh, before Swift, and I raced mountain bike mountain bikes before road completely. So, I mean, the bike handling is like completely natural to me. Um, and yeah, so when it gets a bit uh, dusty on a descent, it's, it's sort of within my uh, my capabilities. What can you tell us about today's stage? Was hard, especially the last three kilometers, very steep. Yeah, yeah, the last uh, that was that was a horrible way to finish the stage. Um, I'm actually pretty glad that I'm not the uh, not a GC rider because that last the whole last uh, seven kilometers with the, the dip through the village there that was that was that would have been awful at race pace. Well, finally, next week there are some other stages over the weekend Sierra Nevada. That's something that you probably would love to win. Absolutely, uh, Sierra Nevada is an incredible finish. Really high altitude, higher than anything that I've uh, ever ridden, like Andorra even. I think it tops out at 2,400 meters. So, yeah, that's a pretty incredible uh, climb. But yeah, I think we're taking it day by day and. Any of the stages next week, uh, I think I've I think I've lost enough time to satisfy uh, the GC teams. So I'm not going for GC now, so yeah, oh, there'll be more time lost on the time trial, obviously, and then probably on stage 11 as well. Very lovely to hear you, and good luck. Alright, no thank you. There you go. There's post-race interviews from your Colombian mate there, Ify, and uh, it's a shame he couldn't get the framing. He needed to be a bit closer on Jay's eye. I bull him. <laughs> uh, I got to say, Juan Carlos, thank you very much, mate. You uh, saved me because I, I stuffed up and got the fire. Your, your Colombian-Australian relations are just so tight now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we took him up the mountain the day before and he had technical issues. We had to hang around and wait for him for about an hour and a half on top of the mountain because he had to go live uh, back to Colombia. So uh, this was his payback for me. So good on you, yeah. bud. Yeah. All right. As you, as you mentioned earlier in the show, we won't be doing a potty tomorrow because it's rest day, but the stage number 10 time trial, I mean, there's not much on that one. It's just a slow run down for 31 Ks. If he, As you said, yes, Remco will be right. looking to pull time. Flat as, uh, as the proverbial hat, but uh, you know, a lot of those can be flat, but you know, depending on the you know, going through round corners and that, that can be technical. But this is not technical from one town to another, and most of it is just really long straight, so it's power, power, power. Now, as Buells, as you well know, it's not just how good a time trial you are, it's what condition you're in on that day, and at the moment. Normally, you put Primoz and, uh, and Remco on there, and there would only be 10, 15 seconds between them. But it won't be the case on Tuesday because, you know, you can tell that Primoz is not in that same form. He's, Remco is stomping. I reckon he'll take, uh, you know, 45 seconds a minute out of him. Yeah, I reckon as well. I think that, I mean, you've seen Remco in time trials and week-long stage races and stuff do some serious damage to guys, to top bike riders. And, uh, I mean, Remco's always in good form, but we've never seen him in the condition that he's in right now. Um, and I think, you know, he, Remco's the kind of guy that in three weeks' time could win the world's time trial title as well. Um, yeah. So he he's going to, I think, at the condition he's in at the moment, the fact that he's such a good time trial rider in general... Um, I, I don't think anyone in the in the on the start list will beat him, uh, let alone the GC guys. I mean, Yates is a great time trial rider as well. He's he's 
he had a good ride today, Yatesy, I think, considering that he had a um, was caught behind that crash at the bottom. Um, and I think he's in really good condition. Um, I think Remco will be very hard to beat, and I think that he will take more time out of the GC guys than people maybe suspect. And then I think Roglic and Yatesy will probably have a pretty good battle amongst themselves as well. What do you what do you reckon the movements, Bills? You're looking at the GC here. Um, what are you expecting the shifts after the time trial? I think um, that it's going to be. I think Roglic will be second overall after the time trial. I think Mass is going to lose probably. I mean, Mass could lose up to two minutes to Remco. Um, mm. I reckon, uh, and he's going to be. If I was to predict the GC after the time trial, I would say that it's going to be Remco is going to be leading by about two. More a bit more than two and a half minutes, or about two and a half minutes on Roglic, about the same on Mass. So Roglic and Mass will be about two and a half minutes behind. Could be either way, second or third. Uh, I think Yatesy will be will make a pretty big jump up until four, up to four spot. Um, you know, at three and a half minutes or something like that. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. Uh, anything you want to add before we wrap things up? If he. No, I agree. I I, I think uh, Remco will will, will uh, win it comfortably. Uh, Yatesy could could really do a good one, and could even move up to third uh, when you look at some of the guys uh, that are in front of Rodriguez and and uh, and Mass. He'll take couple, could take a couple of minutes out of them. So um, yeah, it'll, it, it's it, it's it'll be a great one. Yeah, as Yuan uh, time trial if he. He's a solid boy, you know, for, for for a guy who can climb as well. You know, he's he's not real, you know, he's sort of a tall young guy. Um, looks good on the bike. I don't know much about his time trial drilling uh, abilities. Do you know anything about him there? Uh, I think him and Rodriguez both time trial pretty okay. Uh, yeah. Again, like we said in the in the show, new new era, new generation. It's back to the day. Oh no, Wi-Fi. Uh, <laughs> YouTube.com forward slash the Detour Podcast. It's a real downer to finish on, folks. We'll be back again on Tuesday. Thanks, girls. You're a good man. No, not Tuesday. Wednesday, six thirty yep. a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time for the Vuelta. Uh, rest up on the rest day, Ify. Thanks for all the interviews, and thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for the support. We'll uh, see you again in a couple of days' time, and see you, Sam. You'll be quite all right. You're back. Sorry, <laughs> you guys. just dropped in and out, but uh, Internet cut out. Nah, you're right. We're uh, oh, yeah. just wrapping things up anyway. Thanks for joining the show. Just one, no, one thing, Bills. What, what, what races have you got coming up? Uh, we've got a whole bunch of one day races for the rest of the season and the team chasing points. Uh, stay away from the relegation zone, which we're doing, doing pretty well actually the last couple of months. Um, so I'll be probably in Belgium. Northern France for the uh, for the last couple of weeks of the season and last couple of weeks of my career, um, boxing around those races. Good the stuff. emotional final lap. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be a big one. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Bills. Thanks, Ify. We'll see you again in a couple of days' time, guys. Cheers. <laughs>